It led his members to baseball's Hall of Fame, were officially inducted into Cooperstown. Now, among this year's class was the late Roy Halladay, the former Jays pitcher, who, of course, was sadly killed when his uh, plane crashed in the Gulf of Mexico back in uh, 2017. Roy Halladay was only 40 years old. His widow, Brandy, gave his Hall of Fame induction speech on his behalf yesterday. As you can imagine, it was very emotional, full of a lot of tears. Have a listen. To both of the teams that we were blessed to be a part of, the Blue Jays and the Phillies, thank you for allowing us to grow up, to fail over and over, and finally learn how to succeed within your organizations. There were some really amazing years, but there were some really tough ones too, and you never gave up on him. And here for more on the life and times of Roy Halladay uh, from uh, Global Sports is Rob Leth, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And uh, Rob, I, I got to tell you, I, I was actually getting just a little choked up there a second ago because I was thinking back, uh, despite the fact that I'm a somewhat professional broadcaster, uh, the toughest public speeches I've had to give are at my parents' funerals. And I, I just don't know how uh, Brandy Halliday, how she got through that yesterday. Uh, what a job she did. Yeah, she had uh, her two sons, uh, of course, in the front row as well watching. Uh, so she saw them out in the audience and uh, that was just a small snippet of her speech. Uh, the actual speech was close to seven minutes. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to do so yet, make sure you go online and find the whole speech because it really was from the heart. And uh, she just had that emotion uh, in her voice for the uh, entire seven-minute speech. Yeah, can you tell us a bit more about Doc as he was affectionately known? I mean, he was a master uh, on the mound, but as good as a pitcher as he was, all, all the stories of him off the field, off the mound, he, he was an even better human being, Rob. Yeah, that was part of the speech as well. Uh, Brandy talked about how the fact, um, you know, that he's in the Hall of Fame because of what he did on the field, but she knew that he wanted to be remembered more for how he was as a person, how he treated other people. And, you know, I had the pleasure of, you know, covering the Blue Jays religiously for a few years, and he was a big part of the team. And every time that he was pitching every fifth day, we all knew in the media that it was a great day for us because, we were going to be there for maybe two and a half hours tops and he was probably going to pitch all nine innings and uh, you know, he would make himself available after the game, whether he won or lost and just an absolute, you know, professional through thick and thin. And no matter what happened, he was, he was always accountable and there and more times than not, uh, he was the best player on the field. You know, I was going to use that exact word, professional. He really was a true professional because uh, the Jays struggled in those years that uh, Roy Halladay uh, was here. But he went out, uh, you're right, every time it was his start, he went out and always gave it his all and was a true professional, uh, not only by example, but I know he also uh, took time and helped a lot of uh, the developing Jays pitchers as well while he was here. Yeah, it's really too bad that he wasn't part of either the uh, the two World Series teams in 92 and 93 or the uh, the run that the Jays just had for a couple of seasons because he deserved that here in Toronto. They just were never able to build that team around him. And it really is incredible what he accomplished in his career when you consider, you know, the second start he ever had in the big leagues. He almost threw a no-hitter. He came within one, one out of... Uh, you know, throwing that no-hitter against the Detroit Tigers, and Bobby Higginson uh, hit a home run with two outs in the ninth inning to break that up. But after that, uh, he he was not very good uh, in his first stint as a Blue Jay. In fact, in 2000, he had the worst earned run average of any pitcher in history. It was over 10 uh, when he had the, uh, the minimum required number of starts. So not only did they send him down, they sent him all the way down to single A, 
So think about that. You're a pitcher, 21 years old, you make it to the big leagues, and all of a sudden you can't get anybody out, and they tell you we're sending you all the way down to the lowest level of the minor leagues. You have to start over and rebuild you know, your pitching mechanics. And not only did he do that, he came back up and became probably the best pitcher in Blue Jays history and then went on to the Philadelphia Phillies and uh, threw a no-hitter for them, uh, right. a perfect game, and a no-hitter in the playoffs. So just an unbelievable career. When you think about what he had to go through to get there, it makes it even more unbelievable. Amazing story and an honor uh, well-deserved yesterday. Roy Halladay inducted into the Baseball uh, Hall of Fame on his uh, first attempt, by by the way, his first year of uh, eligibility. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, British Open uh, wrapped up yesterday. Uh, Rob, golf's a fourth and a final major with the uh, new schedule they've got. The British Open is the last now of the majors. And it was uh, Shane Lowry who actually uh, walked away uh, with the uh, title. Have a listen to this. <laughs> It was a uh, raucous crowd at uh, Royal Port Russia in uh, Ireland. And a uh, somewhat of a uh, local boy, if you will, uh, Lowry uh, makes good and wins this. Everybody thought it was going to be Rory uh, McIlroy, uh, the local hero that was going to take this. And uh, Lowry surprises everybody, Rob. Yeah, it's quite the story. Royal McIlroy was uh, from Northern Ireland, was the favorite to, uh, to win this going in. And he just had a disastrous opening round. He started with a quadruple bogey eight on the very first hole of the tournament and basically uh, shot himself right out of it. He made a charge uh, on Friday and actually came within one shot of making the cut, but just missed out. But then you have Shane Lowry from Ireland, uh, not or- not Northern Ireland, but he says when it comes to golf, it's all one country. And, you know, he comes through and has a huge eight under round of 63 on Saturday to basically take a commanding lead that was never really in doubt on Sunday. And, you know, Every year in Canada, obviously, we have the Canadian Open, and no Canadian ever wins it. This is the first time in 68 years that the Open Championship has been in Northern Ireland, and a guy from Ireland wins it. So pretty incredible story. And, uh, you know, he's not the most, uh, you know, physical golfer out there. Uh, He looks (laughs) like your average guy is going to go shoot on the weekend and then, you know, have a couple of pints out on the patio. But, uh, you know, just... Uh, a really likable guy, uh, a great smile as he enjoyed the final moments on Sunday and obviously a, a great cause for celebration in Ireland. Okay, I want to ask you a little bit more about his uh, physicality because uh, one of the headlines, uh, here's the Globe and Mail, borderline lazy Shane Lowry becomes hero of every man everywhere with his win at the British Open. Do you think somebody like Shane Lowry, who is not uh, one of the flat bellies, if you will, uh, out there on tour that uh, is not spending, it looks like, anyways, three or four hours a day in the gym like a Brooks Kepka? Do you think that this win sort of resonates with sport fans, uh, sports fans a little more, Rob? Well, I think especially with golf fans, because, you know, think about the people who watch golf, like, every single weekend. What are they doing for, like, hours on end? They're sitting on their couch drinking beer, watching golf. <laughs> and this is a guy who's, you know, he probably hasn't done a sit-up in his life. And, you know, he's got the scruffy beard, he's got the belly, and... Even my wife commented on the weekend. It's like, who's this guy? Is this guy any good? Like, how's this guy playing the tournament? I was like, this guy is winning the tournament. She's like, what? How's that possible? So, you know, it just goes to show in golf, you don't have to be like Brooks Kepka. You don't have to hit the gym for for hours a day. Um, it helps for a lot of these guys, especially, uh, you know, how far they're hitting the ball these days. But this is just, you know, a regular-looking guy and, uh, you know, 
all the regular golfers out there, this is the guy that they want to win. Yeah, is he a more relatable athlete because of that, uh, do you think? Because, uh, you know, he's not walking around uh, all uh, balked up, uh, as I mentioned, in the gym for uh, hours on end. Uh, I think fans could probably see more themselves in somebody like a Shane uh, Lowry, and maybe that makes this story uh, uh, a little more attractive for some sports fans. Yeah, he just looks like a guy that you want to hang out with, right? Like, he doesn't look like a guy who, you know, is out of your league, I guess if you'd want to say. <laughs> it just looks like a guy you can approach and, you know, have a drink with, have take a picture with, maybe play around with. And, you know, just people look in the mirror and they say, I, I could be Shane Lowry. Yeah, it just seems these days in this day and age, and whether it's uh, golf, and uh, obviously we can trace this back to uh, Tiger, and uh, he really got it, uh, started hitting the gym and got a lot of other golfers uh, doing that. But, uh, you know, hockey players, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, They're all just uh, this, uh, I don't know, like uh, hyper-representation of physicality uh, anymore, Rob. And I think it's hard for sometimes sports fans to go, okay, I, I, I get this person, I, I get this player. And for so many athletes now, it's just 365 days a year, right? Like, there's no off-season anymore, especially, like, a hockey player. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Phil Kessel, but, you know, people joke about him eating hot dogs. But you know, make no mistake about it, he's fit. You have to be fit to play in the NHL. Uh, there are some baseball players who uh, have that kind of Shane Lowry physique, uh, usually at first base or designated hitter. But, you know, most sports... You know, you got to be fit. You got to be training all the time. And golf isn't necessarily one of those sports. And Shane Lowry proved that this weekend. Okay, just finally, we'll get you out on this, uh, Rob. Are you as concerned as I am about to Tiger Woods since we're talking about golf and uh, fitness? He's played very few uh, tournaments uh, this season. He missed the cut uh, once again at another major at the British Open uh, this weekend. Tiger doesn't look right. Uh, I was thinking that on Thursday. I, I was watching him. I was like, is he sick? You know, he just he didn't look like he was having any fun out there. He didn't look like he had any energy. He talked about how winning the Masters uh, took a lot out of him, and he just he, he looked old. You know, he, he just didn't look like the Tiger that won the Masters, but he proved it at the Masters that when you count him out, he's going to come back and, uh, you know, prove everybody wrong. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did it again, but he did not look good this weekend. No, it's one of the sports stories of the year, obviously. Tiger Woods uh, winning his 15th career major in the Masters, but uh, since then he's uh, shown up for the uh, three uh, majors and is at a really tough time and not making the cut, and he played Jack's tur- tournament, the Memorial, and really that – that, that's about it. So it tells me this is more than just a limited schedule, that uh, Tiger is just kind of limping along right now. Yeah, he talked about, uh, you know, the, the days of, you know, practicing hours on end every day. Those days are over. Uh, he was very blunt about it this weekend. And, you know, I think he's just going to prepare for a couple of tournaments every year, and uh, that's what we're going to see. And, you know, the the long runs of winning, like, uh, multiple majors of the year, I think, are, are, are long over. And I think he's just going to focus on a couple of tournaments and, uh, hopefully bring back that magic that we've seen for uh, the last, I don't know, decade and a half or so. Meantime, Shane Lowry's got a sore elbow from those uh, pints of a Guinness I'm sure he's been uh, hoisting since uh, wrapping this thing up uh, yesterday. Rob yeah, Leth with us. Great, too, and I'm sure it's continuing uh, for, for quite a while. No doubt about it. Uh, Rob, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, thank you.